Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Pakistan stretch their group lead as West Indies stay alive at the T20 World Cup. A full feast of fantastic football awaits this weekend. Quarterfinal heroics set up intriguing Erstebank Open semi-finals. Test rugby returns with Wales entertaining New Zealand. And we edge closer to the UFC bout between Bojovic and Teixeira. The West Indies and Bangladesh went in search of their first win of the ICC T20 World Cup as they clashed at Charger Cricket Stadium. The Tigers won the toss and opted to send the Windies into bat. Having struggled with the Wallow in their first two matches, the West Indies innings fell to launch once again, with Chris Gale and Evan Lewis departing inside the first power play. The Bangladesh bowlers managed to keep a stranglehold on the West Indies batters. Just two boundaries scored by the time Shimron Hetmeyer fell to Mahedi Hassan delivery. Karan Pollard's innings was cut short by being forced to retire hurt, while a momentum continued to be on the side of Bangladesh until Nicholas Puran stepped in. The left-hander blasted his way to a quick-fire 40 of just 22 deliveries that included four sixes. Buran alongside Rustin Chase added 57 runs, helping the West Indies over the 100-run mark. Despite losing both in quick succession, the West Indies managed to finish off strong, scoring 142 in their allotted 20 overs. The Tigers' run chase got off to a tentative start, losing Shakib Al-Hassan and Mohamed Naim cheaply inside the first six overs. Sumia Saka and Leighton Das managed to put Bangladesh back on the right track with a steady stand of 31. Das was the only mainstay at the crease as wickets kept tumbling around him, but momentum soon swung their way as a 40-run fifth wicket partnership between Das and Mamadullah saw Bangladesh take the match to the final over. Das failed to see his side over the line, falling to a Dwayne Bravo delivery as Andre Russell saw the West Indies to victory, defending the 13 runs in the last over, the Windies banging their first victory of the tournament. Tabletop is Pakistan were eyeing a third successive victory to start their ICC Men's T20 World Cup when they met undefeated Afghanistan in a potentially thrilling Group 2 fixture at Dubai International Stadium. Afghanistan, who were chasing a victory that would see them go top of the group, won the toss and chose to bat on a wicket that Captain Mohammad Nabi felt would be a quality track to post a sizable total on. That, however, backfired spectacularly as Imad Wasim and Shahin Shah Afridi dismissed openers Hazratullah Zazai and Mohammad Shahzad in the space of two overs. Ramanullah Gurbaz was not to be intimidated, clubbing the first six of the match before nearly being run out four balls later, and his new partner Askar Afghan got off the mark with a 6-2. Haris Raf continued the Pakistan bowler's success as he caught and bowled Askar for 10, though, bringing the Afghan's younger brother, Karim Janat, to the crease, who promptly sent Ralph over the ropes to get off the mark. Hassan Ali was brought into the attack and, like the three bowlers before him, had early success, having Ramanullah caught off a miscued pull for 10 to leave Afghanistan in dire straits at 49 for 4 by the end of the first power play. Janat and Najibullah Zadran threatened a partnership as they added 25 for the fifth wicket, but Imad Wasim's second spell brought about the dismissal of the former for 15 to start the 10th over. Najibullah looked to have steadied the ship with a 6 to reach 22, but Shadab Khan struck to have him caught behind with the very next delivery and leave Afghanistan on 79 with one recognized batter remaining. 
Mohamed Nabi and Gulbadain Naib were at the crease and needed to shoulder the responsibility of producing a defendable target. The pair steadily went about their business, just stabilizing the innings with responsible knocks until they brought up the 100 in the 16th over. Needing a positive final four overs, the current and former Afghanistan captains began searching for boundaries, taking a particular liking to Hassan Ali as his final over went for 20. And that momentum continued into Harris Ralph's final over that went for 15. Shaheen Shah Afridi pulled back the flourishing finish with a spectacular final over for Pakistan as Afghanistan posted 147 for 6 with Nabi and Gulbadin both unbeaten on 35. Chasing 148 for victory, Pakistan began speculatively but found the first boundary off the 12th delivery of the innings through Mohammad Rizwan just three deliveries before he was caught for eight off the bowling of Mujib Ur-Rahman. Fellow opener Babar Azam was joined by Fakhar Zaman who looked to play a responsible knock but produced the first maximum of the chase with a stroke of authority of Nabi. Babar was far from his commanding best but punctuated his innings with industrious strokes against Afghanistan's medium paces. Nabi's first ball of the 12th over would lead to a second Pakistan wicket as Fahar was dismissed LBW for 30. Rashid Khan then became the fastest player to reach 100 T20 international wickets when he dismissed Mohammad Afiz for 10. But when Rashid Khan bowled Babar Azam for 51, a nail-biter was on the cards. And in the following over, Pakistan had two new batters at the crease when Naveen had Shoaib Malik caught behind for 19, chasing a wide ball. Pakistan still needed 24 of the final two overs for victory, but belief of an Afghanistan win was smothered in the penultimate over by one of the finest finishers in the game, Asif Ali, in his seven-ball 25 that sealed the result spectacularly. Goes again over the offside, gets plenty of that. Four sixes in the over for Asif Ali, and that is it for Pakistan. 24 required, 24 delivered. A blockbuster day of cricket is on the cards when the group of death comes into focus. South Africa versus Sri Lanka, that will get things started. But let's not forget about England versus Australia. I don't need to say anything about that. Everyone, no doubt, will be glued to their screens on your world of champions. But let's focus on that South Africa versus Sri Lanka game. That's going to take place in Sharjah, and it's going to pose different conditions for South Africa. How do they respond? I decided to rope in a former Sri Lanka batsman in Russell Arnold just to touch base with regards to which way it could go, where will it be settled, and what are the key characteristics needed to get the win. Um, I think you've got to focus on yourself. I think that's the main thing. I think that's where most of these teams are. Um, I told you earlier that it, this World Cup still uh, looks open and it's difficult to say who's going to be the winner, but it's also difficult to say uh, which team uh, has got its issues all sorted, which team is firing on all cylinders. Everyone is feeling for themselves, but on paper there's a lot of quality. And I think Sri Lanka and South Africa are also um, in that situation to a a certain extent uh, but um, I was at the West Indies game and um, the way South Africa battered uh, that was um, uh, very very good uh, uh, Aidan Markram and uh, Rassi van der Dusen they played it really well of course they knew the target as Bahuma wanted and they paced it out nicely but there seems to be a, a solidity there and I, I look at the South African team I think a lot of people have no concerns really with I guess the bowling department kind of takes care of itself, but batting was always kind of a, an issue where you thought they could be under pressure if they don't click. Yes, you need everyone to contribute. They look top-heavy, um, depth looks a concern, uh, but the, the players at, at the top, 
the way uh, Rossi and uh, Aiden Markram are Reza coming Hendricks into it. is another one. I mean, he played really well. Reza looked good too, so that adds a little bit more depth. Uh, I'm not really sure where Quinton is, whether they'll, he'll come straight back in. And he'll have a point to prove because he'll be determined after uh, last week's uh, disappointments, uh, if I may call it. Uh, so I think they do have the players, but yes, everyone has to contribute. The, the five, six batsmen who are there uh, will have to take the responsibility of making all the runs for South Africa. Very capable, but the opposition will believe early inroads and try and test South Africa's depth is where they can get ahead. Yeah, no, good sign. Sri Lanka, any good signs you've seen so far at the start of the tournament for, for your home nation? The one thing that always kind of stands out to me is kind of the attitude that teams play with. Um, I, I go to that Bangladesh game and I look at, the, at a, one particular moment, uh, Kumara as well as Litan Das, that kind of exchange, that shows me it's a team that's up for it, it's a team that's starting to believe as you as you touched on yes and that uh, you can say that because of the energy you see and it's an energy that we haven't seen uh, in the recent past um, the fielding's a lot lot better and uh, to, to, to me uh, they have taken giant steps forward in the last month or so uh, rather than baby steps which is a uh, very very good yeah, really looking forward to all of those matches, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Australia, England. I want to take just a bit of a seat and gather my thoughts because when I think of that game, or both games really, I think that I won't get much time to sit down, relax and enjoy because I'll be on the edge of my seat. So yeah, promises to be really fascinating. I know all of you will be getting involved with the hashtag SSCricket, hashtag live your game, whatever hashtag you want to use with regards to these particular games. South Africa, Sri Lanka, England, Australia. Which way will it go? I'm not a man of predictions. I'm just going to enjoy the cricket. The action in the ICC Men's T20 World Cup continues as better rivals Australia and England collide at the Dubai International Stadium while South Africa will look for a second win of the World Cup as they do battle against Sri Lanka. All the action will be live right here on your World of Champions. Liverpool's devastating display at Old Trafford saw them win 5-0 for the second game running, this time recording their biggest ever victory at Old Trafford. They now face Graham Potter's Brighton, who are still in the top five, despite their 4-1 loss to Manchester City. Mo Salah will be looking to continue the incredible form that's brought him 15 goals in just 12 games this season in all competitions. He's now the Premier League's top-scoring African player, surpassing Didier Drogba. He needed just 28 final third touches to bag a hat-trick and an assist against United. And here comes Naby Keita. Liverpool have three. It's Mo. Fiddled it through for Jota. And there's Mo Salah. It is four. Mo Salah... Another Mo Salah hat-trick. Liverpool are in fact one of just three teams to have conceded fewer than Brighton this season. Despite last weekend's heavy defeat, the Seagulls have been solid at the back, outperforming Opta's expected goals against model by letting in 2.3 goals fewer than their XGA. Graham Potter benched Shane Duffy last weekend, but fellow centre-back Lewis Dunk has made the division's third most blocks this term. He's also fifth on the list of the most successful passers, a category led by Liverpool's Virgil van Dijk. One measure of Brighton's progression under Potter is their record against this weekend's opponents. 
In their first Premier League season, Liverpool put nine goals past them, conceding just one in reply. But last term, the Seagulls took four points from the then-defending champions, drawing one all at the Amex and then triumphing 1-0 at Anfield. Their only Premier League win in this fixture, home or away. Match day 10 of the Premier League kicks off at the King Power Stadium when Leicester City entertain Arsenal. Liverpool eye home to Brighton, while Manchester City face off against Crystal Palace. Leaders Chelsea are away at Newcastle United, while two teams in desperate need of a win face off as Tottenham Hotspur welcome Manchester United to North London. Queen's Park Rangers hosted Nottingham Forest on match day 15 of the Skybet English Football League Championship at the Cayenne Prince Foundation Stadium on Friday. In 21 head-to-head -head encounters between the two, Forest holds the clear advantage as they have won nine games and lost only five. Both come into this encounter at the back of defeats. QPR against Sunderland in the Carabao Cup, while Forest lost to Fulham in the league, and they were looking to put that behind them. It was Forest who made the first real attempt at goal, but found Seni Dieng alert. QPR was again in a spot of bother in the 27th minute, and Dieng once more came to his side's rescue, with his defense clearing up the mess. But on the stroke of halftime, the hosts made no mistake as they took the lead. Good ball that by Odebaggio. Here's Adoma. Inside, outside. Must be now! And is for Lyndon Dykes! Well, they've had their moments when their backs have really been up against the wall. But Rangers have produced that one real moment of quality. Few and far chances were created in the second half. And with QPR seemingly heading for victory, Forrest got back on level terms in additional time. Could be useful, but Dickey is there. Now it's Colback deflected in! Well, another late disappointment for Queen's Park Rangers. But Jack Colback, at the last, is the saviour for Nottingham Forest. And one all is how it ended, as the points are shared in North London. Not what they wanted, but a better return for both sides after losing in their previous matches.